Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hey folks, it's Lyle here. I just wanted to ask you guys because there's no comments section on podcast apps and I don't really get a lot of feedback on this. But uh, I was wondering, do you guys like that this podcast has background music or should I stop having that? Or should I change the music? Because I've realized that maybe it's weird to have some of the more serious calls going while there's cute jazz in the background, but I don't know. So anyway, if you have any thoughts on uh, the background music, or if you have any thoughts on anything at all about this podcast, I would love to hear them. Please email your feedback to me at lyleforeverandever at gmail.com. That's Lyle forever and ever at gmail.com. Lyle, L-Y-L-E, forever, F-O-R-E-V-E-R, and ever at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about stuff. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello? Hello? James? Yes, sir. How you doing, Lyle? I'm, I'm here right now. I'm alive. I have two legs. It's pretty, uh, it's all I ever need. Do geckos have two legs or four legs? Or is it two? I don't know. Uh, so, James, what is it that you uh, wanted to talk about today? Um, so, when I was two on my second birthday, I was kidnapped in Baghdad, Iraq. And... Basically, I was with my uncle, and my uncle and I had a very, we had a very close relationship. He was like my father, kind of. He got, he, he raised me, I mean, for two years, I guess, but <clears throat> he was kind of the father figure that I had growing up there. And yeah. on my second birthday, he, we would have these, like, corner stores, like these bodega types of places in Iraq, and, and <clears throat> in the neighborhood that I lived in, he took me out to grab, go get a present. He went, go get some candy or some toys or something for my birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, On the way there, a Humvee drove in front of us, stopped right in front of us, and about four men hopped out, and they shot my uncle in the head, point blank, as he was holding me, and uh, killed him, and I, I dropped to the floor, and they ended up kidnapping me. And then, um, they had me for about nine days. And so about the third day, they got a hold of my parents and they were like, hey, we got your kid. You want your kid back? We need $50,000. And that converted like from whatever currency, like be not, it's converted to dollars. So um, they wanted like $50,000. And he, they, they basically said that they gave the ransom and then they hung up on the phone. They didn't let my parents speak. They said nothing. So my parents started panicking because... We weren't wealthy. We barely had enough money to survive. And they kind of started panicking because it was $50,000 in my life. And so with the help of extended family and family and the neighborhood and the community that I that they grew up in, they were 
able to gather around $25,000. And um, about on the eighth day, I, I, I believe is what my mother told me, they got a hold of them. They got a, the, the, the kidnappers called again and they were like, hey, here's the details for the exchange. Um, we're gonna, you're gonna meet up at this location. You can only bring one person, one person and the money. If anybody else, if a single other soul shows up with them, then the deal's off and whoever shows up is going to die and your kid's gonna die. And that was kind of it. That was literally all they told them. And then, so the person that ended up going was my father. And uh, my father went to this, it was like, I guess, secluded area that doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't like talking about it much, so I can't really talk to him about it. But mm-hmm. um, he went to this area and he ended up meeting this, like, there's a 17-year-old kid there. So the story with really? the 17-year-old kid is that, yeah, the story with the 17-year-old kid is that this 17-year-old kid was also kidnapped. But his thing is, is that he was kidnapped solely for this exchange. Basically what they had told this kid. And this is what the kid had told my father. So he was kidnapped to work for the kidnappers on this other kidnapping. Exactly. So it's like, it's a fuck fest of just kidnapping. Total fuck fest. And so basically, um, what the kidnappers had told this kid was like, you're going to meet up with this, with with this guy for the money, which is my father. And if you don't get us the money, we're going to kill you. We're going to kill the kid and we're going to kill your entire family. That was it. And back then, there's not a lot. This was uh, this was 2005, so it's 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 a little it's a little bit after the war, so it's still the country's not in the greatest state. There's not a lot of um like anybody can do whatever the fuck they want, basically, right? And there's like no yeah. You know, one thing I was wondering is like it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't sound like your parents had much resources in terms of like you know when you were kidnapped for ransom like they, they they it didn't sound like they could call the police or call any other third party to help them out it sounded like their only options were to just get the money yeah and so um basically the kid ended up meeting up with my dad and my dad before prior to getting all this knowledge that I just told you my dad had thought that the kid was part of the kidnappers. So as soon as he showed up, the kid and him like started fighting, like basically like scrapping in the middle of the fucking, like wherever they were. And then the, the kid was like, hold on, hold on. And then he proceeded to tell him everything that I just told you. And then, so they got up, they kept, they talked for a little bit. Then my dad gave them money. And then before he gave them the money, he was like, wait, where's my kid? Because remember, I told you this was an exchange. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, as, he, he was like, before you he was like, wait, where's my kid? This was an exchange. He's like, they told me to tell you that your kid's going to be released once I get this money. If I don't get the money, your kid's not released, and basically I'm going to die, and my family's going to die, and and your kid's going to die. And so my dad was like, I guess I can't. There's not much I can do. I have to trust this kid. Like, there's there's really, you can't play a fucking game here with, with, with the lives that are at risk. So my right. dad gave the kid the money. The kid ended up going back, and... Um, I guess giving them the money and basically what was what happened is that in iraq there's these banks there's just there's rivers and then there's banks of the rivers and the banks of the rivers is where the people would throw their like trash bags at or their trash and yeah. then at a certain day people so 
some people like workers would come and they'd clean up. This kid's body, the kid that was kidnapped for the exchange, this kid's body was found on the river of the bank with Holy both shit. of his arms cut off. Holy shit. The with, kid that your dad met with, up with? with? Yes. Then Holy my shit. uncle was found in a hospital. My, kid, my, my uncle was found in a hospital dead. Mm-hmm. Um, with a bullet in his head, just dead on, uh, dead on arrival. And um, I was found butt-ass naked at the age of two outside an abandoned carnival at three in the morning on the ninth day. And who, fa- who, so, so, okay, so hold on. So, so the 17 year old kid that met up with your dad was killed, but you, so did the, did the, was it the kidnappers made good on their promise and they did release you or how, how were you found exactly? Yes. So thankfully they had an ounce of empathy and they had, they released me and, um, because, again, I was two, right? So there's, I mean, there's not really, unless you're going to fucking raise me to be this fucking, like, super weapon of a terrorist or whatever. Like, there's not really much in keeping a two-year-old. Like, you have to take care of it. And you have to, unless you, um, they could have killed me, obviously, but I don't know. Yeah, that didn't sound didn't like something fun. that was past them. Yeah, and and I guess it was the age because they had, didn't have a problem killing the seventeen, eighteen year old kid. But so so I so you I were found. So who? We, okay, so so you were found outside of a carnival. You say. I was found on the door. So there's this like carnival ground basically, and there's this abandoned carnival that has like an yeah. abandoned Ferris wheel and everything, uh-huh. and the gates were closed, and I was found literally right in front of the gates. Who found you? And, and my my dad and his brother. How did they know um, to go to this carnival? Because they all they told them was that your kid had been 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 released. So everybody in my family, an extended family, just took cars and they started driving around the area. And um, they also was it, like, was, it out, was it a small you know, was it a small area? It wasn't necessarily a small area, but it was um, it was kind of like looking areas where you wouldn't think anything would be there, right? looking areas where a lot of people wouldn't be there because if if i was i guess if i was dropped off in an area with a lot of people then people would see this a, kid, a person dropping off a random kid at okay. like a, a populated area so um i don't really okay, know the so, details. so your father eventually did find you um yeah. and then we ended up we ended up moving to syria actually from there which back then Syria was decently a little bit better, but um, mm-hmm. we moved to Syria, and my dad was a—he's uh, a car mechanic. He's been a car mechanic all his life, but in Syria you can't really be a car mechanic because people tend to put bombs under cars, like IED type things, and have them explode. So my dad opened up his own cell phone shop, and he was fixing phones, selling SIM cards, selling phones, type that type of business, right? And um, this is this is kind of like. I guess this is where the story gets crazy. The story's been kind of fucking nuts already, but my dad's a very punctual man. My dad is rarely ever late to anything. One day, my dad literally sat down to have breakfast with my mom and I. And this was in Syria. When my, this caused my dad to be late to work. I shit you not, dude. I swear to God. Hand on the fucking Quran, because I'm Muslim, by the way, but that doesn't matter. Um, he 
when he was late, somebody had snuck into his shop and placed a bomb in his trash can. And the bomb had been timed to go off while he was in the shop. Since he was late to go to work, the bomb went off when he was not in there. And it exploded Man. the shop. It went up in fucking flint. And Man. unfortunately, there was like a six-year-old kid in front of the shop that had like lost the lower half of his leg. And he was taken care of. But then at that point, we were like, we got to get the fuck out of the Middle East. Yeah, that's so, what I was saying. I was, that's what in my head. I was like, you guys got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, right. So, I mean, after kind of fuck around and find out twice, you got to get the fuck out. And um, Yeah, sure. We sure. got out of the Middle so, East. And, has, um, so, okay, so can I ask we, you this? Um, and, you know, actually, I I'll, I'll, guess I'll let you keep talking because I might just be asking you a question that you're going to answer anyway. But, like, what was preventing you from leaving? Or was it just like, I mean, it's your home. And you wanted to stay, but um, things got most, too dangerous mostly, for you to stay. Is yeah, that true. And mostly it was, yeah. And uh, mostly it was family. I have, we have no, my family currently here in America. We don't have any family around us. All of my, all of the rest of my family is in, still living in Iraq. So mm-hmm. we have no extended family here. So the re- reason we were moving to Syria is because it was farther. It was far enough to where we were out of the danger zone as we thought, but it was close enough where you would be able to take a four-hour bus ride or five-hour bus ride and go to Iraq and see your family. But mm-hmm. obviously it got too dangerous, so we kind of had to get up and go. And we came to America in June of 2008, I believe. And um, I've been living here ever since. And my now my dad has his own dealership and shop, and I've been blessed, and I've been lucky to go to school and get my my high school diploma and now I'm going to college well I actually dropped out of college but um now I'm transferring to another college and um so how well so how old were you when you uh went to the U.S. um 2008 I would have been around five okay where where was it was it was it difficult for your family to uh go from the U.S. to there I mean, fuck, um, I'm sorry. Was it difficult for your family to go to the U.S. for the Middle East? Um, um, I, I, I believe, I believe so, because it was a little bit right after the war, so it was kind of still, like, um, like, countries, like, if we had, like, obviously they saw, like, when we were applying the thing, you'd be like, oh, you have an Iraqi passport. The chances of you really doing anything with an Iraqi passport was kind of slim to fucking nuts. Um, but we got lucky. We went. We we actually ended up coming to America through. It's like a. I don't like. I don't know the exact details, and I don't want to give you false information. But it was like this church organization that took us in as refugees, and mm. we came to America and mm. lived in their home for for about a month. Where where was where was where was their home again? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I've been I've been in Pennsylvania my, my entire life of living in America. Um, and so then, did you end up going? Did you did you finally like like did you enroll in like uh, elementary school, middle school, and kind of live a yeah, normal American never, life from there? I never I never went to school in Iraq or Syria. I tried it, and my my mom was just too anxious. She didn't really let me do anything. Actually, here's the funny thing: I went back to Iraq in the second grade to visit and I was not allowed outside. I could not go outside. 
I was literally not allowed a fucking footstep outside. The most I could go was to the courtyard, and that's because the courtyard was sealed by a metal cage, like a metal fence. Not not, al- not allowed by, by, by your mother? Yes. And the only time I was allowed outside is if I was with... Um, if we were going into a car and we were going, why, to why did, uh, why did you go back to visit if it was still very dangerous? Just curious. It wasn't, it wasn't dangerous. That's the thing. It wasn't still dangerous. It was, it was just paranoia. Got like, it. Mm-hmm. Like, like what would happen if we did it again? Um, basically the reason, I guess we get to the reason of this. Um, obviously it's a crazy story and I've been through a lot and my family has been through a lot. And it kind of shaped me into who I am today because there's I like how I look at it is I've been given a second chance at life because why did that bullet hit hit my uncle and not hit me? Why was it the 17 year old kid that died and not me? Right. Mm-hmm. There's a, so many things that went right in my favor, but wrong in other people's favor that I'm still standing here today and then I'm able to speak on the phone with you. Right. So am I a bad person? If I were to use this story in my college as a college essay or as a scholarship and milk the shit out of it, not milk it, but use it and use it repetitively to my advantage to get to win scholarships and to win money and and to Yes, it to, says here to, that your your well it says here that your your primary um dilemma is you're wondering if you're a bad person if you milk your if you quote milk your story to get uh scholarship money for college exactly like like scholarship money and okay because i know I can all right get let, me, let, me, let me let me let me let me let me i have a bunch of stuff um first of all you said that you went to school and you dropped out what happened to that um some ran into a couple issues um, that they, my living situation was kind of I was going to college for free I had free tuition to um, to this university I don't want to say okay. the university because the internet's weird and but you don't have to you had okay yeah and basically all I had to pay for was room and board but my okay. girlfriend at the time had lived 10 minutes away and her parents had offered me to stay in her house or in their home and treat me as a child and feed me um as long as i got good, got good grades and i was like cool fuck it that sounds like a great deal i move in first month of college goes by we're doing handy dandy keep in mind we've been in this relationship for, for four years um second month of college hey rami um this isn't necessarily working out and uh, I think we should break up and basically I was like oh okay I guess I'll go fuck myself and I had to drop out because the commute was too far the dorms were shit like literally no AC no okay season. so you couldn't okay so you, you couldn't find a um, a suitable living situation so you dropped out exactly and, and the okay. commute was like two hours and with the prices okay. for gas, and I, I wasn't okay. afford. So okay, okay. And so, what did you do after? What do you, what did you do right after you dropped out? Did you start working? Yeah, I, I um, had a job at Apple. I was working at Apple as a specialist. 
And I also I like like Apple Apple or like the Apple Store. No, Apple Store. I was working inside of an Apple Store. No, not okay. Okay, because I was about to say if you are already working an Apple, I don't know what the heck you need a school for. But um, okay, so now you are working at the Apple Store. You are trying to go back to college in a situation. Okay, you're not anymore. What are you doing now? Just hanging out. Uh, I work at this. Well, I just about a week and a half ago, two weeks, I started working at this uh, sports facility, like one of the biggest sports facilities in America. It's called Spooky Nook, and uh, okay. so I work there now as like a desk okay. So 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 you are now trying to go back to school in a situation that is a more standard that you have your control over that's not linked to a romantic relationship, which is a messy, bad thing. And you're trying to do it yeah. again. What are you trying to go to school yeah, for? Yeah, go to traditional, right? Go to the traditional route. Dorm, dining hall, yes. that type of shit. What are you trying to go to school for? Um, Computer science. Computer science, beautiful. What do you want to do with your life at this very moment in time? Um, I, right now, or are you talking future? Uh, I mean, the future. I don't. We, not neither of us know what you are going to want to do in the future. But what do you want to do right now? Right now, I just want to. I just want to be happy. I guess to put it, to, I want to do things how I want to do. I spent the last four years in that relationship, and and I kind of did everything with them to 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 keep that relationship and save it. So now I want to do things for myself. I want to. Yeah. Go to whatever college I I want to go to, even if that's across the fucking country. I want to mm-hmm. I want to do things for myself. I want to be who I am, like who I know I am, and mm-hmm. do what I like doing. Be around the people, make new friends, and be around people that I enjoy being around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So. So okay. So back to your your central dilemma. Am I a bad person if I milk this story? First of all, uh, I mean, no, no, you're not. Second of all, why would you in your in your mind I want to get into your mind and your perspective about this. Why would you feel like you're a bad person for telling this story in an attempt to get money to go to college? Why do you believe that because, would make you a bad person? Because I don't because sometimes when I tell people it, they I get this vibe that they think that I'm trying to use it as an excuse. Like I was kidnapped, so I deserve this or my uncle died. So I deserve this, but that's not how it is. It's just, it's that story has allowed. And like, like I said, it's kind of given me a a, a different perspective on life to where it is, but people don't get that perspective. People think that I'm doing it for money or this or that, but I'm just doing it because it's genuinely it was genuinely a life-changing experience. Okay. Like it's well, who I am today. Well, let's look at a couple things. First of all, um, I assume, I don't know, uh, your family right now, I assume you guys are not working with a lot of money. Well, we, yes. I mean, the combined income between my parents and like filling out that type of information for us, but like, yeah, we're probably combined. It's under like under you don't you don't have to give me your number but it's it's yeah. your you you 
you know, because okay, what I'm trying to get out of here is let's think for a second. What is the why do these scholarships exist? They exist to try to give opportunities to people who were 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 born in situation who, who came from situations that were not ideal. Um, and it, it, the, these scholarships exist as a way to to give opportunities to people. I'm I'm repeating a thing that I said. I'm repeating it twice, but I'll say it again. To give opportunities to people who came from situations that were not ideal. You, my friend, have proven <laughs> over the course of this call with that story that you came from a situation that was not particularly ideal. Being in Syria with your dad getting blown up with your uncle getting killed with you getting uh kidnapped not an ideal situation by any means and um that story proves that that story proves that you've been through a lot and the story proves that you know with this money that has been allocated by people to be given to folks who again came from non-ideal circumstances and are now trying to um, make something great of their lives as you are trying to do by by going and pursuing a higher education. You're you are with this story, proving to people that you are indeed deserving of this money. In no way, shape, or form does that make you a bad person. Why would that make you a bad person? It's just some people just like like and some people like you t- like tell a story and it sounds it's 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 like okay like but some people are like how do you remember that? Well, obviously, I have parents that tell me it, and 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 keep it in mind. My mother didn't know I was kidnapped until nine hours later. They hid it from her for nine hours. Mm-hmm. They told her I was mm-hmm. sleeping over. Mm-hmm. At her, at, at but her, uh, at but her James, kitchen. James, what? Okay, uh, are you are you just afraid that people are going to think that? What are, what are you afraid of? I'm just. I don't want to. Like, 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 I, and this is like a personal fucking flaw, I guess. But yeah, sure. But I'm, I'm, I don't want people to think that I'm fucking lying or taking advantage or or or, or doing this just to fucking get the money and, and bullshit this story. And and that's not what it okay, is. Okay, but but James, 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 you're not lying. This did happen to you. Are you asking? Yes, yes, it, yes. No, I'm it, not asking. I'm telling. Yeah. No, I know. I, 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 I don't. I don't. No, I fully believe. There's, there's in no, no bone in my body believes that you're lying to me right now. I'm telling you this. I'm stating the facts here. This did happen to you. Okay. You, I don't think you would lie about this. And you, James, know that this happened to you. Okay. Right. You don't. You believe your parents. You know that this is your story. This is your story. You know it. Correct? Yes. So this is your story. It happened. You know it happened. You know the truth. That's all that fucking matters. Who, any other tertiary party, any of your friends, anyone listening to this, any any other party that thinks that you're lying, it doesn't matter, James, because you know the truth. You know... That you came from an unideal circumstance and you are now trying to, as you put in your own words, you were saying 
Going to college for me is an opportunity because I was kidnapped and I almost fucking died multiple times. And I now have an opportunity to do something really worthwhile with my life. And that's what this fucking scholarship money that's out there is for, James. And nobody needs to know that or be assured of that other than you. So I don't really care what your friends think or what anyone else thinks except for you. And so what I think you got to do is really internalize the fact that this is your story. This is the truth. This is what happened to you. And you do deserve to be able to go to college. And you do deserve these opportunities. And anyone else's perspective on that really does not matter. Except, I guess, the people who are giving you the money. And, yeah, I, I guess the problem, I guess it comes back to me worrying about other people's things. But, like you said, who gives it a does. This is coming back to, This is coming back to, like... This is a classic thing. This is like a universal thing of caring about other people's opinions. You got to get over. In it. situations where their opinion doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking They're matter, James. You know, you know what you're te- you know you're telling the truth. That's all that matters. So other people's opinions, it just doesn't matter, James. So please write your essay. Please tell the story. Tell tell those people. In the college admissions, in the scholarship essays, tell them the story exactly how you told it to us. Because I was compelled by it. You know, I mean, this is your, this is a, it's a gnarly fucking story. You know, it's a gnarly fucking story. That's why you called in with it. It's a gnarly story, yeah, and you, and 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 it's not just a gnarly story. It's there's a thing behind it, which again you explained, which is I really feel strongly. I'll repeat this. I really feel strongly that I was given a second chance in life. And you believe that. You told us that, and I think you believe it. And I think it's true. You believe strongly that you have were given a second chance in life, and you want to make the most out of that second chance. And that's your truth, and that's all that matters. Anyone else's opinion on that doesn't fucking matter. That's your thing. So go forward with that. Let that take you wherever you want it to. And on the way, don't give a fuck what stoop anyone thinks about it. Because you know it to be true. That feels, I'm gonna, that, 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 that feels like from a, like, like, uh, it just feels good to hear. Like, like, I guess I just needed to, not to sound like a bitch, but I need the reassurance. Like, like, it's just. Like, like, like I, and I genuinely do believe like everything that I do in my life, like from when I was able to contextualize and figure out what I wanted to do in my life, I figured out that everything that I do now is a second opportunity to do it yes. because that's, that's how it is. It's, it's, I guess I've been given a second opportunity to do whatever I want in my life mm-hmm. and to live it how I want to. And yes. I guess I'm choosing how to do it. And I, and even with like, even with my, I want to major in, in, in computer science, but um, a majority of that comes from I've I, I've done a little bit of coding and stuff, but a majority comes out yeah. of that comes from the money. I'm not even gonna lie, it comes from the money because I want to be able to like support my family and my my yeah. brothers and my my sister and my yeah. and my parents. But also I have this 
I have this, I have this passion for social work and, and allowing people mm-hmm. because, like I said, when we came here, we came to a church, and I want to be able to give back to the same people that allowed me to be here today and to be able to talk to you. And I, I didn't, dude, I didn't even know how to speak a, a, a word, a lick of English before I came here. The first week that I came here, we, they, she handed me. This is a true story. I remember this. She handed me a Dr. Pepper for dinner. At dinner, she handed me a Dr. Pepper. I cracked it open. And I drank it, and it was like the most disgusting thing that I that I had ever tasted because I never had soda before that. And um, and I like, and I didn't want to be rude, and I also didn't know how to speak English, and so I just downed the whole Dr Pepper, mm-hmm. and she thought that I enjoyed it so much that she gave me another one, and I had to look at her, and I didn't know how to speak English, and I just shook my head, and I stuck my tongue out like in like like in a sign of disgust and I've, I've come from doing that from using facial expressions to describe how i feel to be able yes. to write an yes. essay on my life and use it to boost yes. myself up yes you've you've uh james you've had a beautiful journey in your life and this journey has inspired and everything you're talking to me about right now you want to go into social work to help people in the same way that you were helped you want to go into coding so that you can afford to support your family you have altruistic passions and motivations and i i just need you to know these are these these are these truths that you have these motivations you have you you know you know where they came from you know where they will guide you and that's all that matters and nobody everyone in the fucking world could believe that uh, that you're not telling the truth whatever it is nobody nobody can take it away from you not nobody can take that away from you, James. So just keep following that and stop giving a fuck about other people's perspectives on your internal life motivations and your truths. Well, can you do that for me? Thank you, Lyle. Thank you. I can. I'm going to do it. Not only okay, do it for you, but I'm going to do it for myself. How about that? Please don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. I, I will. I will. It's just, yeah, I don't want to keep you here much longer, but um, it's okay. It's uh. It's uh, it's it's also like there's a like like a very strong part of me, like I said, give back to my parents because of where we came from, and we literally lived. I I shit you not, we lived in a box, like mm-hmm. it was the, it was basically a closet. We lived in a closet that had two mattresses on the floor, had a kitchen, and I had a heater, and that was it. I didn't have shit. We had a door. Thank mm-hmm. fuck for the door. Because the weather got shitty and there's a lot of things. But we that was in that was in Syria, by the way. That was in Iraq. But, well um, well listen, James, is um is there you know, look man, I'm glad I'm glad that you I, I hope and it sounds like we have gotten somewhere in this conversation. I really hope we have, because I think that you deserve to feel confident in your truths and not let random fucking people you know mess with that confidence because it's a really powerful thing that you've got um i hope you come away from this conversation really believing that um is there any other aspect of of this or of your story or of your future or anything that you kind of feel like we didn't cover before before we do Um, go i don't know i think um I, I think it's for like not to. I don't know. I don't want to sound too 
but I think it, it, it gives a it gives a perspective on to, uh, of, of people. There's a lot of people that are that are like me, not like that they've kidnapped, but they they've come from 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 kind of nothing and they worked worked their family has worked and they've worked so hard to achieve and and, and they kinda they kinda get undermined and they, they, they don't they don't get the attention they deserve and they don't get the they don't get acknowledged for how hard they fucking work and, and they should and it sucks because not everybody's gonna do it. But I, James, I real just, quick, I um, I, I, what's 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 your future goal? You want to get into programming? You said, yeah. Uh, um, currently, I have an internship at a, a cybersecurity thing. So, cybersecurity is kind of the road that I want to take in because most comfortable right. with it. So, cybersecurity. Yeah. Um, well. Well, listen, James. I I, I really I want to say I really appreciate you calling in and sharing your. Your story with us it's a gnarly story i don't and i and i i i really hope i'm glad that it sounds like you're coming away from this conversation feeling more confident in in your truths i hope that it that stays like that as you write your essays and do your things and follow your path and um thank you for calling man is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go to the people of the computer um Take it from me. Take it from what Lyle just said. Do what the fuck you want. Do it for yourself and your family. If if that's something that you that you work for, be happy. Do what makes you happy. Surround yourself with people that make you happy and that push you to be better. Do not surround yourself with people that hold you back and that are selfish. I think that the, the, the devil in this world is being selfish. Be selfless. Help others around you. Allow people to help you. Don't afraid to reach out if you're sad. Tell people you're sad. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with being sad. Reach out to a therapist. I go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's one of the best decisions I've made for myself. There's so many things outside that can that can help you. You're not alone no matter what. Um, and yeah, man, thank you for taking the time. This has been this has been amazing. It went literally ten times better than I than I thought it could have, man. But uh, beautiful, yeah, beautiful. I'm I'm really happy to hear that, man. I appreciate you sharing this all with us and. Um, I'll talk to you again soon, man. Good luck with those essays. All right, all man. I'll call you back if I get if I get into the colleges I'm applying to. Please do. Give us a little update. Give us a little update. Give you a little. Have a good. uh, Have a good rest of the night, James. All right, you as well. Thank you. I liked that call a lot. I liked that call a lot. Um, That call touched on a lot of themes that I'm very interested in. James has this story. And he's like concerned with other people's saying to him uh, whether or not I don't even I didn't even get from him if this is like a thing that people have been saying to him or if this is a thing that he thinks other people think about him. But both of them are are, are relevant that he's in his mind like, oh, people are going to think I'm lying. People are going to think I'm, you know, just milking it for attention. People are going to think this and that and the other thing. But it's like. You know, let's go back to his truth, right? Which is, this happened to me. I was there. I was in fucking Syria and Iraq. My family was there. I I know this. I don't need other people's validation on this to be true because I know it was happened. Um, I know what I've been through. I went. I came to America. I didn't speak any English. I had to go from sticking my tongue out to now being able to have fluent conversation. It was hard. I was there and I know it and it was hard. 
And I now want to take that and go back and, like, try to help other folks who uh, were were are dealing with similar things in the way that, you know, this church helped me when I was dealing with some shit. And this is a beautiful, powerful thing. And I just hope he realizes it and realizes the strength of it, that it's so strong that a guy on the internet typing fake and dumb is not anything is just is just not worth paying attention to he's got a stronger thing to be rattled by that and i and i hope he follows it and i hope it takes him to to wonderful places that was a good call i liked that thank you for sharing james disney plus and hulu are better together in the disney bundle with new movies and series on Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Kiko. Hi. What's, what's going on? Hanging out, Kiko. It says here that you you are in Tokyo right now. Yeah, wait, Lyle. Yes, this is me. Wow, your voice sounds so different. Um, how does it normally sound? Um, well, I wish I had perfect pitch and I could tell you exactly, but it's like a different tone. Are you, can you do an impression of me? Is that what you're trying to do right now? Uh, no. Kiko, are you there? I can't do an impression. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I can do an impression of you either without sounding mean. Oh, man. Um, Kiko, what's going on? Kiko, I picked your call because you're... Are you... Are you just in Tokyo, or do you do you live there? Were you born there? What's what's the deal? I was born here, and I live here now. Um, uh, but I've spent half of my life in America. What part of America? Washington State. That's cool, man. I um, yeah. you know, I'm plan. I'm gonna take a trip to Japan. Either in you December. In two months. Did I say that already? When did I say that? Well, I told you in chat um, to come to Tokyo like two days ago or something, and you said you were thinking about coming in two months, and I really want to yeah. show you around. Yeah, I'm thinking about. Um, oh shit! You know what? Actually, okay, let's put a pin in this, mm-hmm. Kiko, because I actually do need somebody because I'm going to do street interviews in Japan, and <gasps> I need someone I translate for you. to translate for me. Perfect. Oh, my Japanese is better than my English. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, sweet. No, let's put a pin in that. Message me on Discord or Instagram or something, and we'll Um, keep in touch for um, when I go there. I'll do Instagram. I don't know how to do Discord. Okay, Okay, perfect. I'll message you on Instagram. Um, I was going to say... I'm thinking about when I go there. I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to do a show. Cause like I'm on this kick now of um, like I want to go internationally and do shows. I don't th- I don't know I know there's like 
There's this place called the Tokyo Comedy Bar that I think does mm. stuff, but I don't know if I have enough people who listen to me in Japan to... Oh, for sure you do. I was talking about, like, trying to call in and just, like, a random friend was like, oh my god, you listen to, like, Kyle too? Really? So, um, yeah, but I feel like it's all, like, non-Japanese people because Japanese people don't really speak English. Well, does she live in... Does your friend live? Is your friend live in Tokyo? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I figured it wouldn't be Japanese Canadian, people. Though. Okay. Yeah. I figured it would be like, I guess expats or do a lot of people in Japan yeah. speak English? Japanese people don't. Like, I'm married to a guy who's Japanese and doesn't speak English. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um. How did you meet him? Um, we actually met on Tinder, but it's really magical, and he's, yeah, he's my soulmate, so. What is, can I ask, what is Japanese Tinder like? Ooh, um, just as bad as Tinder anywhere, I think. Um. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, I guess I never really dated in Japan too much, but it's like, I don't know, it all feels very sticky and gross. Did you meet him on Japanese Tinder? Yeah, but... Um, and uh, so did you get lucky and like, it just didn't... Yeah. No, sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, we were both about to fucking, like, delete our accounts because it was so, like, cringy. But, um, yeah, just... Uh, and, like, it was at the point where I stopped giving a shit. And so I was just, like, messaging random people, like, stupid things. Um, but then he like came back with the same energy. So we, uh, met up in Shibuya, uh, and turned out. So when we first saw each other, we both had, uh, a shaved head and yellow pants on and we're the exact mm. same height. Re- and really? And I was just like, yeah, what the heck? Yeah. Did, did you take that as a sign of some kind? Kind of, but not as much as like. I feel like someone else might think, I mean, like, what a coincidence. But I didn't think too much about it. Um, how long have you guys, you said he's your husband? Mm-hmm, now he is. We, how long have you guys been uh, married for? Known, for a year. For a year now. Uh, congratulations, man. How long have you been, like, dating in general? Three years, I think. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Do um yeah, I, now I'm wondering I, I I'm I'm probably gonna go in Japan like December yeah. January and I'm gonna do I want to do these screen interviews would love your help to translate wait. I'm wondering yeah wait hold on, I, I hold that thought because I want to ask you what you were gonna say but I'm okay, wondering I'll try not to forget um like how in in like public in Japan how willing mm. are people to like interact with nonsense like if i set up my chairs and my sign and stuff and invite people to come sit down like are are just most people gonna gloss over me or do you think we'll be able to get folks to sit down um you hit up the right places and there'll be plenty of people who will want to hang out okay okay like i'm gonna so trust you to show me the right places yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, I guess, like, I mean, Japanese people love that sort of like TV show, like interview, um, interesting dynamic. So I think they, and there's some like late night shows that do that, and it's 
really silly. So it might also be like the place and time of day. Well, okay. You, there was a thought that you were holding that you were going to tell me. Oh, well, you should, um, if, as soon as you know when you're coming, I can take as much time off as I need because I'm like kind of, you know, I have a flexible schedule. What do you, what do you do for work? I, um, I tattoo. Ah, at like a Japanese tattoo place? Yeah. I guess that was a stupid question of me because if you live in Japan and you are a tattoo (laughs) artist, you would be at a... Japanese tattoo. But it's not yes. like the traditional, like hand done Japanese style. What what style is it? Mm, mm, everyone at the studio does sort of like, mm, like more contemporary, like Japanese, like stuff. And then I kind of stick out because I do like scribbly, rainbow, sparkly, weird stuff. You know, it's good to it's good to be different. Makes you stand out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I, Now, let me ask you this again. Sorry I'm making you into my travel mm. agent. but um, No, I'm so happy to be there. I, uh, I definitely am going. I'm definitely going to Tokyo. I'm definitely going to go to mm-hmm. Kyoto. I've heard mm-hmm. cool things about Kyoto. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for two weeks. Wait, is there anywhere else in, in the two weeks that you think I should hit besides... Tokyo and um, Kyoto. Osaka. Okay. Osaka could be cool. Osaka is like the things. comedy capital of Tokyo, uh, Japan. The comedy cap for like Japanese comedy or American comedy? It's for Japanese comedy. Like Again, there's a, a specific on uh, behalf. <laughs> there's a specific di- like Japanese dialect, I guess, that's from Osaka and like pretty much all comedians are from Osaka and they have that distinct dialect. So it's like Comedy equals Osaka. Kind of. Hmm. I'm going to make an Instagram. St- I did this recently with just Europe in general. I'm going to make an Instagram story mm. and I'm going to be like, who in who currently lives in Japan and would come see me if I did a show there? And if I get yes. like 10 people, mm, I'll do it. I mean, oh, okay. I, I think Japan's small enough that everyone would like come to you. I don't know. I guess I just don't know if I have like, enough. Well, I will. Fi- we'll fucking find. You know, I if I do it, if if I do it, and you and your friends show up, and I just spend the whole thing interviewing you guys, that would be oh that'd be a win. God, that'd be a win. I would. I could die happily. Um. Okay. Real quick before we go, it says here that um. You had an acid trip recently, and that mm-hmm. you what 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 was going on in this acid trip. Mm, so it's my birthday, and uh, my husband and I were um, taking um, acid in the mountains, and um, I just, I don't know where it came from, but I was just like, the gecko, the gecko, I really want to talk to the gecko, and I mean, he doesn't speak English, so I was like referring to you as gecko in Japanese, but... Um, by the way, what is is it, is it? It's Yamori, right, or something like that. Oh, it's Yamori. Oh, I don't know. There's like some. There's. I kept saying Tokage, but that might be lizard. I don't tokage. really know like specifics. Tokage, but we do have a Yamori living in our post, uh, our, our mailbox. Uh, okay, anyway, so you were on acid. Um, yeah, I was on acid, and I was just like talking about you. Um, I was just like. 
I've been really wanting to talk to the gecko, and I know it's gonna happen, and I'm gonna tell him I'm in Japan and I do tattoos. And he was just like really encouraging. He's like, Yeah, you tell him. And I was like, Yeah, gecko. No, and, hell yeah. This is, um, this is. I just thought I should share that with you. It was a really good trip. Well, no, it's, it, this is perfect because I was. Well, it's perfect you mentioned the book because I literally. It's so perfect you called in because I literally. This morning was like, or yesterday I was really high and I was like, I should just go to Japan. I'm going to die. I should mm. just go to Japan for two weeks. As I've never done, just, just, just do it. And so it's funny that you just now are calling me right now and as I'm on this kick of trying to do it. Because yeah. I was thinking two things. I was thinking I need to get a translator for doing street interviews. <laughs> and also, I kind of want to do acid in Japan if you know. I shouldn't be talking about oh this my God. live thing. We'll no, talk, yeah, we'll talk, on can, the, we'll, um, we'll talk can, about that. Well, go ahead. What were you going to say? Okay. We'll take good care of you in Japan. Okay. Ooh, can I interview yeah, your husband, too? Um, When you're here in Japan, he's at work right now. Okay. Okay. Sick. Sick. Okay, this is cool. No, I'm he's glad you called barber. in. This is perfect. He could cut your hair. Oh, shit. Yeah. Could he? Because I'm going to probably... Could he... Like, can he make me Ooh. look cool? Can he give me, like, a mohawk or something? Yeah. Mohawk. Skin fade. Whatever you need. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. I'm very but, stoked yeah. about this. I figured you wouldn't want a tattoo, but maybe I don't know. I don't know. I've been um, yeah, I've been fairly it. anti-tattoo for most of my life, but well, maybe I, while yeah. I'm on acid in Japan, I'll open myself up <sighs> to new experiences. Are Are you gonna? be tripping while you're doing the interviews or is that like an oh no oh no 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 no. i I will i i uh drugs and the gecko costume do not have never mixed well okay i like to keep those two things fairly separate but um no i'm excited i'm glad you called in this is actually part of it because i'm like i literally last night was fucking stoned and i was looking and i was like it's only this much money to go there i can do that it'd be easy Let's do it. We're on. I'm so Gecko's scared. going okay, to Japan. When I DM you. Yay! Lyle forever. Yes, yeah, send me a thing and we'll keep in touch and I'll let you know. Oh, yeah. uh, so when, when I DM do you, my my username has my name Keiko in it. So it should, yeah. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um, Keiko, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Oh, uh, shout out to Bree. The, uh, yes, shout out to Bree as well. Call. Bree is one of the call screeners. Um, she's a she's a mega homie, uh, very sweet individual. Yeah. Um, really cool person. Shout out to Bree. Yeah, that's it. Kiko forever. I'll talk to you soon, dude. Okay, have a good night. Damn, that was that was genuine. I, I that was genuinely kismet. Uh, so I've been thinking about Japan. Uh, I have the, you know, uh, this is gonna, this is a, um, this is cliche. I'm gonna get cliche for a second. I, you know, the, uh, the, the whole, there's a coffee table expression. That's not even the word. Someday is not a day type of shit was getting into my head. And I'm like, I've always wanted to go to Asia, but I've never been. I should just do it. I like uh, going to foreign countries alone with my little gecko uh, 
suitcase. I've done it a couple times. I did it uh, once. I did like a weekend in Guatemala alone with my gecko suit and did interviews there. That was fucking awesome. I did it in Mexico City. That was great. And now we're going to do it in Japan and hopefully do it everywhere in the world. Uh, Very exciting stuff. Very exciting. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Duff. Hey folks, it's Lyle. Lately I've been ending my Sunday podcasts with an excerpt from my street interview segments. And uh, this is a great one. It's a conversation I had on Broadway Street in Nashville, Tennessee with a guy who is just kind of getting his life back together. And uh, I really enjoyed having the talk, and I'm going to shut up and play it because I hate rambly intros. I just wanted to uh, be here to uh, uh, explain the transition between phone calls and real-life soundy sounds. Okay, let's get into it. Lyle, nice Name's to meet Cody, you. Cody, man. Cody. Yeah, nice w- to meet you. What's your deal, Cody? What's going on? Nothing, man. I'm just standing here. I'm finna go to work. I work at the Hard Rock across the street. You work at the Hard Rock? Yeah, I'm just out enjoying the weather right now. I feel like the Hard Rock Cafe in Nashville must be a gnarly place. Yeah, today's my first day, actually. Today's your first day? <laughs> yeah. And you so, haven't even been in there yet? No, I haven't been in there yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, what? I, I, maybe this is a stupid question. What inspired you to work at the Hard Rock Cafe? Uh, I really just, I love I love Nashville. I like this, the energy and the atmosphere, and I love to cook. And if that's mix of both over there, it's nonstop. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm just really... Uh, Anticipating what I can learn there and how I can progress in that environment. There's a lot of good people there. Interesting. So you're you're talking about what you could learn there. What 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 is it that you want to learn there? Uh, just more culinary skills because I love to cook. I love to present food to people. I like okay. people the smile on their face when they get it. Yeah. And so it's the closest thing to being a chef in there. It's really cool. Interesting. Are you are you a chef or are you a waiter? Uh, I'm a I'm a cook. You cook. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm a cook. Okay. So we'll get there. <laughs> what uh, uh, what is like so you you like to cook? What is your magnum opus dish? What does that mean? Like your 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 signature dish? Probably chicken alfredo. Chicken alfredo. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's the bomb.com. Okay. And grilled cheese. I I, I feel like uh, are you gonna be cooking <gasps> chicken alfredo and grilled cheese and Pro- at the hard rock? Probably, no, probably not there. grilled cheeses. Maybe chicken alfredo though. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Had to put my own little spin on it. So you love Nashville and you want to contribute to the to the sphere of the culture. Yes, definitely. What did tell, tell me what you love about Nashville? Well, first of all, the people. There's some really nice people here and just it's a really a good place for opportunity, man. It's a good place for you to grow. And that's what I'm trying to do in life right now cuz I'm really just now like figuring what I like and who I am. Interesting. Uh, what tell me um Let's start from like before when you didn't know. Was when that I like, didn't know, was that like a, a struggle to to figure out who you are and what you like? Yeah, because I was always high. You were always high. Yeah, okay. I was on drugs for a long time, bro, okay. and okay. I'm just now getting off of those things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And really just discovering who I am and what real happiness is. Because I thought I was happy, but now far from it. Was it difficult to wean yourself off the drugs? Very difficult. I've been 
I've been using since I was like 13, 14. Yeah. I'm 27. Yeah, yeah. And I'm only I'm only like three or four months clean. Hey, congratulations, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you. What uh, what kinds of things are you doing in your sobriety to like keep it up, to keep yourself in good shape, to to try to you know stay off drugs? Staying positive at all times, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing I have to do every morning, bro. Is look at what my day is going to be like how i'm going to look at it because it's all about my perspective mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really it is and willingness mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and being open-minded to suggestions and remaining teachable is the biggest thing because mm -hmm. i think i know everything so sure, yeah i have to remain teachable bro mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at all times mm -hmm. yeah it's important to not feel as though you're like done growing or like you know everything because then you are opening yourself up to more of the universe's knowledge and shit. yeah definitely so, uh, okay, so you were using for a while, you're three months sober, again, congrats. What types of like things are you learning about yourself in those three months? Um, I like to roller skate. Um, <laughs> I really like to roller skate, bro, I do. And um, I really wanna have a hand in helping people, but not specifically help find missing people because I, just, I don't know why, that's, that's something that's gotta be hard on a family, bro, is to not know. You want to help find missing, missing people? Missing people, yeah. Like go on like rogue missions to find like folks on like milk cartons and stuff? Yes. Like I really want to do that. You Interesting. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, I don't know why or how, it's just something I would like to do because whether they're alive or whether they're dead, it's the fact of knowing for their families. That's got to be hard waking up every day wondering. Yeah. Have you ever like gone, have you ever like looked for missing posters and like gone on <laughs> yeah. your own sort of like hunt for the folks no not yet i don't have the resources or the time right now to do that okay, okay. but it's something i aspire to do man it really is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anything else okay roller skating looking for missing people i both oh. very niche like i wouldn't have guessed those things yeah yeah i'm glad you're thinking outside of the box here yeah Any, anything else that you're interested in developing for yourself um i want to help okay like people like like the guy that was just sitting here um yeah. I want to help people like that, man, that are in, because I was that guy before. I've been there. I've been on the streets and not knowing where to go or no having no one to talk to or yeah. no money or no resources. So finally, I would like to get in a position to help those people. Sure, I sure, just want to sure. help, bro. You know what I mean? Sure. Can I ask you, you know, uh, having been in that guy's position, having been on the streets with, with not a lot of resources, like what would be the most helpful thing for you in that moment? Go to rehab. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All day. Because they are going to help you. Mm -hmm. You know, the first they're going to teach you how to help yourself, and then they're going to help you mm -hmm. as far as shelter, food, mm -hmm. transportation, everything you need to become a better person. They are going to give you that. Mm -hmm. It's the best thing I've done ever. So, you, did you go to rehab three months ago? Yeah, I went to Samaritan actually. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, so was it, I assume it was like really hard at first? Were you going through a lot of like withdrawal and whatnot? Yeah, definitely. Because my DOC, can I say that on here? You can say whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, my DOC is fentanyl, heroin. Which is deadly, bro. It's and it took an OD for me to actually wake up. Yeah. It took me dying to wake up, which is ironic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did go through those withdrawals, and that's yeah. the hardest part. But one, it's like a week worth of. And you fucking made it through. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, awesome. That's I did, good. and um, I don't know. It's a blessing. Mm -hmm. I'm not really a big believer in God, but I do have a higher power. You know what I mean? It's okay because in the like NA and AA and all that stuff, they talk about like submitting to a higher power, which doesn't necessarily mean God. Right. And so in your own like definition of that, what is your higher power? Well, I'm, uh, I have a lot of pagan beliefs. Okay. I have a lot of pagan beliefs and Wiccan beliefs. You know what I mean? Which is just, it just really just ties into the earth and nature. 
and there I feel like there's a God of love there's a God of sadness there's a God mm. of the sky a God of you know what I'm saying the trees there's a God for everything so but my main really my main high power is the universe bro like the universe I want there's a force that puts people in our path for a reason there's a force that makes us think a certain way mm. there's a force that makes us go through this so we get ready for that even though if we don't know it are you deterministic in your beliefs do you believe that things happen for a reason that is kind of predetermined by forces outside of our control 100% interesting 100% especially my biggest thing is horoscopes they're pre-written yeah but when I read mine it's like it's already it just it speaks on my situation and what I'm going through, not physically, mentally, internally, and it's that's the weirdest thing to me, man. That's so weird. What's your sign? A Pisces. A Pisces. Yeah, so we're already very tuned in with the other side type okay. stuff. And how long has uh, that philosophy been a part of your life? For as long as I remember, bro, since I was a kid, like I've always heard things different, seen things different. Things look different to me than other people, or I've always seen other sides to things that normal people didn't really. I'm not gonna say normal, but that other people didn't see. So I've always felt like I've had not a gift, but like a a third eye since I, before I was even aware of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's always been open. Mm -hmm. Has uh, you know following your horoscope and 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 sort of this philosophy of the determinism has it guided you into positive places in your life? Oh yes, definitely. Are you getting Sorry, a call? I got to be working too. Yeah. Oh, you, what time is it right uh, now? One fifty-two. We're good. It's right there. One fifty-two. Yeah. Oh man, um, dude, I'm I'm, ha I'm really happy for you, man. You you have a very bright smile on your face. You seem like you're doing a lot better. Yeah, I'm Even alive. I just met you. I'm alive. Yeah. Man, what uh, what are you the most excited for to work at for the Hard Rock? You want to be honest? Please. The girls. <laughs> Seems to be a trend going on today. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, uh, they're really cute girls there, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to let that deter me from my main focus. Mm -hmm. It's going to be cool to make some new friends, get some new associates, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I've had to let all the old ones go. So it's going to be nice to meet some new friends, man. Yeah, so I, I when you stopped using, did you have like a lot of relationships or you know uh, friendships or anything that were like really tied in with the drug use that you had to cut off? Yes. When I look back, the only thing me and those people had in common was getting high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a very toxic. I didn't know then, but I know now that's very toxic. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing that I had to quit doing was talking to girls. That's my biggest distraction and my biggest downfall every time. Why, why was it a distracting thing for you? Um, because I put more time into them than I do me. Sure. They yeah. become my higher power. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's not good. That's interesting. We we talked at the very beginning of this uh, to a girl who was just getting a divorce, and she was had a similar thing where she was like, "I'm putting all my energy into this guy, and I'm not key saving any for myself." You yeah. know. So I feel like it's a common thing with. Yeah, people. it's draining. Yeah, it's draining, yeah. man. It is. So, to recap, roller skating, looking for missing folks. Shit. What was the third thing? Uh, you, had good, you had a good third thing. I want to remember it. What was that? Man. You're picking good niches. The hard, the hard. Was it Hard Rock? Was it cooking? Cooking Hard Rock. I'm, I'm. All in all, I'm very glad to hear that <laughs> yeah, you yeah, seem yeah. as though you have a lot of very <laughs> exciting things ahead of you to occupy your life and your time that are not only going to be fun for you but are going to help other people. Yeah. Oh, I love to take pictures and paint. Oh yeah. And I didn't know that before, but I'm really good at those things. Do you have a? Before you go, do you want to plug anything? You have an Instagram, or you make art, or anything? No, like that? I don't have any social media. You, you don't have any social media? No, you must be much more calm. Yeah, there's this distracting. Of course, it's distracting, and of course. I find myself always comparing my life to social media, so yeah. I had to let it go. Has getting off of uh, like hard drugs 
sort of helped you with your relationship to other vices, such as like talking to girls, social media, things like that? Yeah, it's made me very much more aware of these problems mm -hmm. so I can start doing something about them. But you want to know my biggest, my biggest um, vice? obstacle? Yeah, vice. Yes. Uh, yeah, my yeah. ego. Interesting. Myself. Yeah. How, uh, in what ways, how do you combat that? How do you, in your experience, uh, form a better relationship with your ego? Just being aware of it. Yeah. And knowing when I'm being egotistical and, and chill because I miss mm -hmm. a lot of messages because my ego's in the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So being aware of it. Mm -hmm. Well, that goes back to what you were talking about earlier about like wanting to be more teachable. And the bigger your ego is, it's like, it blocks all that yeah, shit. Yeah, it closes your mind. You have to get out of here. Yeah, I have to. Anything yeah, I gotta else go, you want to say to the people at the computer before you go? Uh, no, nah, man. Just just don't give up. Just don't. It, it, it's possible. Um, don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't because you can. You can. What's your name again, dude? Cody. Cody. Nice to meet you, guys. Hey, nice to meet you too, man.